This is Case Closed, crime stories from the golden age of radio. With another hour of old-time radio crime, this is Case Closed, which you can find every Wednesday at relicradio.com. And don't forget, while you're there, if you're able to help out, click on that donate button. Your support makes all of this possible. Has for the past 15 years. If you'd like to help out, visit donate.relicradio.com or click on one of those links. Thanks again to all who have. Our first story this week comes from Nightbeat. We'll hear Vincent and the Painter from June 19, 1950. After that, it's Boston Blackie in his episode from October 25, 1945, titled Richard's Diamond Case. Randy Stone. I cover the night beat for the Chicago Star. My stories start in many different ways. This one began with an old man's fury and ended with the murder of a dream. Night beat, starring Frank Lovejoy as Randy Stone. It was one of those half spring, half winter nights. I tried to convince myself that the tingling in my toes was youth on the march, but it was only the stone corpuscle slowing up. So I'd almost decided to go back to the office and do a human interest story on the H-bomb when I noticed where I was. It was on one of those streets lined with cheap tenements. In front of one of them, a taxi stood at the curb. The driver was shaking his finger under the nose of an old man who shivered in his shirt sleeves. I moved closer. I tell you, you ain't going no place, Bob. You run a bill of six bits. It's on the knee. But I will pay you as soon as I can. Sure, sure. Ten to one, you ain't seen six bits in the last year. But you must take me to where I want to go. You ain't getting back in my hat. But you have to take me. I am going to get... Okay, I asked you nice. Hey, hey, hey. Come on, take it easy, both of you. This ain't none of your business, mister. I heard you arguing. Please, it's getting late. I've got to go. You ain't going in my cab. Why not? What'd he do? Now, look. Since you stuck your nose in okay, I'll tell you. He gives me a call when I'm cruising. I pick him up. He gives me an address. I get almost there and he tells me to come here. Here. Well, what's wrong with here? Mister, look at this crummy joint. Look at the guy. No hat, no coat. He gets out, I ask for the six bits and find out he's got no dough. Oh? Is that right? Yeah, but he will get paid. I will get some money. Sure, he'll win a sweepstakes. But I can't wait. Here, here, here. Here's your money. Huh? You paying for it? Yeah, I'll pay for it. That make everything all right? I will give it back to you someday. I'll give it back. But don't let the driver go. I got news for you. I'm practically in St. Louis. He's all yours, mister. You pay six bits for him. No, no, make him wait. Make him... Take it easy, Tom. Come on, come on. Settle down. He's gone and I didn't do it. You live here? Yeah, I had to come back for something. Well, look, we... You better get you to your room. It's cold. You got no coat. But I have to go. You see, I must. I must kill Miss Gleason. That's what he said. He had to kill Miss Gleason. But somehow I couldn't take him seriously. He looked too gentle, too human. Anyway, he let me take him up four flights to an attic room. He opened the door. He turned on the light. He hesitated for a moment, and then... I'm sorry there's 
There's no chair. That is one you can use. Oh, forget it, Bob. Why? You got a lot of stuff in here. Yeah. Paints, brushes, canvas, they're yours? Well, yeah, you see, I paint. Oh, an artist. No, I'm afraid I'm not worthy of being called that. But you did all these paintings. Oh, yeah. Everyone? Hmm? Ever sell any of them? No. Oh, I see. No, you don't. I didn't paint them to sell. Painting became the only way I could speak. The world is not a very nice place sometimes. But I could change that by a bit of color. The stroke of the brush, the... God. I'm not mad, am I? Well, that depends on how we define madness, Mr. Weimann, Alfred Weimann. Spent a lot of money on all this, Mr. Weimann. Every penny. And you didn't have 75 cents for that cab? I would have paid him. He, he, he could have had a picture. Look, you take one. Here, here's uh, one I finished just last night. Well, I... Do you like it? Well, I, I'm no judge of art. But you must be. You, you are the only person who has never laughed. Not like Miss Gleason. Oh, yes, Miss Gleason. Remember what you said downstairs? Yeah. I, I don't think you meant it. I did. Then, don't you see, Mr. Uh... Stone, Randy Stone. Oh. Go ahead, what were you going to say? I wanted to punish her. She had me discharged because I knew what she did. Only I knew it, Mr. Stone. And what did she do? She killed Vincent. What's that? I know she did. She killed him and put him in the basement. What are you talking about? That is why I wanted to kill her. Why didn't you go to the police? One would take my word against hers. Look at me. Where is she now? Her home. I was going there. To kill her? Yeah. Where does she live? Why? Well, I'd like to talk to her. I you don't believe me, do you? Well, I'd like to get a few things straight. No, please believe me. She killed Vincent. She'd say she didn't, but I know. All right, all right. Now, if I go to see her, you've got to promise me you'll stay here until I get back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will wait. All right, fine. Now, give me her address. <laughs> Why didn't I go to the police? Well, with what? Wyman's story? I don't think I believed in them. But funnier things have happened to me, maybe because I looked for them. A half hour later, the clerk in a very shishi apartment hotel sent my name up with the urgent tag on it and the fact that I was from the star. Yes, Miss Gleason would see me. And did. Mr. Stone, may I see your credentials? Why, sure. There you are. I see. Just why are you here? I told you. About Vincent. I... I don't know of Vincent. And I... Ever know anyone named Alfred Wyman? Alfred... Wyman? Yeah, that's the name. What has he got to do with this? Everything. He, uh... He told me about Vincent. He's mad. A lunatic. Is he? Miss Gleason, when I first saw him, he was on his way here. Here? He was coming here. That's right. Now, maybe you'd like to talk about Vincent? Suppose... Suppose you talk about him, Mr. Stone. You seem to know all about it. Wyman told you, didn't he? Mm -hmm. You're a very cool person, Miss Gleason. Do 
Do I have any reason to become hysterical? Oh, some people would think murder was reason enough. You said murder? Yeah. Just exactly what did Wyman tell you? That you killed Vincent. And did he tell you what... what became of Vincent? Yeah. You, uh, put him in the basement. And now that you have all the facts, what do you intend to do about it? Oh, call the police. Oh, of course. That's the logical thing to do, isn't it? But, Mr. Stone, there's a phone. Call the police. You seem very sure that I won't. Go ahead. Oh, thank you. Oh, before you're connected. Yeah. Have you thought that all this may make you look ridiculous? Meaning what, Miss Gleason? Put down the phone, please, for a moment. Now what? Since you seem to have concerned yourself with this, you may as well continue. If you want to, that is. Do you? What's on your mind, Miss Gleason? I want you to come with me. Where? Are you afraid, Mr. Stone? Of what? Maybe of what you'll find out. Back to Night Beats and Randy Stone. It was a strange ride in the cab with Miss Gleason. She watched me with a peculiar little smile on her face as though she were amused at a joke. There was no concern at all. Just an icy coldness and a confidence that disturbed me. Then the cab pulled up in front of the address Miss Gleason had given. We got out and walked up a flight of marble stairs. Surprised at coming here, Mr. Stone? Bender Art Galleries. There's a night bell there. Ring it. Night watchman will be here in a moment. Well, what do we do here? You want to see Vincent? Very well. I'll... Here's the watchman. It's Miss Gleason, Charles. Open the door, please. You... You forgot something, Miss Gleason? No, Charles. Anything I can do, Miss Gleason? This gentleman and I are going to the basement. Basement? Yes. Please turn on the lights down there. Sure, Miss Gleason. They'll be on by the time you get there. Thank you. Oh, Charles. Yes, sir? As soon as you turn them on, come into the basement. Right away, Miss Gleason. Well, Mrs. Stone? Coming? You first, Miss Gleason. Certainly. This way. Lights are on. Shall I go first, Mr. Stone? I insist, Miss Gleason. Everything all right, Miss Gleason? Yes, Charles. Quite all right. Come along, Mr. Stone. I, uh... The stairs are kind of steep, Mr. You're not used to them. They'll fall. I'll sort of watch my step. You want me to stay, Miss Gleason? For a moment, Charles. Well, Mr. Stone, what do you see? The, uh, the basement. Anything else? Oh, nothing. 
You're not looking in the right place, Mr. Stone. Over there to your left, on the floor. What is all this? Leaning against the wall. That picture? Go over and look at it. Can you read the signature on it? It's a print. A cheap print. But read the signature. Vincent... Vincent Van Gogh. All right, Charles. That'll be all, thank you. Yes, and... Uh, Miss, uh, Miss Gleason. Now, Mr. Stone, do you realize how big a fool you'd have made of yourself if you'd called the police? This? This is Vincent? That is Vincent. Why didn't you tell me before? I wanted you to see it with your own eyes. You took Wyman's word against mine, believed him. I wanted to make you look and feel as ridiculous as this whole idiotic thing is. Now, good night, Mr. Stone. I don't think so. What? He said you had him discharged, did you? Yes. Why? What's this Van Gogh print got to do with it? He'd become a nuisance. An old fool. All I saw was a pathetic old man. Get out of here. First, tell me why Wyman was fired. He was a guard here. It was his job to see that people kept their hands off the paintings. But he'd become a nuisance. Yesterday, I happened to go into one of the rooms. Wyman was there, speaking to one of the customers. A thing he had absolutely no right to. No, please don't buy it, Mr. Evans. It is not good. It is cheap and tawdry. Look, look at the tricks he uses. Tricks? There's no depth. It is shallow. Wyman? Wyman? Uh, oh, yes, Miss Gleason. Please come here. But I'm talking to Mr. Evans. Uh, I, I was just leaving, Miss Gleason. <laughs> Mr. Evans, if you'll just wait, we'll talk about the Willoughby picture. Uh, I don't think I want it now. But Mr. Evans... Surely you don't think Wyman knows anything? Uh, I don't know, Miss Gleason. You seem to hit the nail on the head. Painting is shallow. Good day, Miss Gleason. Wyman, how dare you? Well, I, I only did what I thought was right, Miss Gleason. You meddling idiot. I've had enough of this. You come with me. But, Miss Gleason... Go on, go to Mr. Temple's office. Yes, ma'am. How dare you criticize a people like Willoughby? He... But he is not a good painter. What do you know about it? I know he's not good. And he doesn't feel what he paints. I've got to talk to you, Mr. Temple, about Wyman. Wyman? Oh, not again. Uh, please, Mr. Temple, I did nothing He did but... nothing but keep Mr. Evans from buying the Willoughby. Oh, ridiculous. Mr. Evans wouldn't listen to what Wyman uh, has to uh, say. But he did. He, he knew what I was trying to say. Mr. Temple, Wyman has made me look ridiculous for the last time. This is the last straw. I'll go to the no, board. Miss I'll not put up with it. And the board won't like to hear that the Willoughby hadn't been sold because this fool... Miss Gleason, remember there's an exhibition of Willoughby's paintings tomorrow. We have enough to do without bothering... Either this man is discharged or I'll resign and tell the board why. You seem to forget this is a business, Mr. Temple. Are you worried about business or your own feelings, Miss Gleason? Mr. Temple, I warned you. I'm going to the board. Oh, wait. Wait a minute. Wyman. Yes, sir. I'm sorry, but I'm afraid Miss Gleason is right. We'll have your check for you this afternoon. You were warned several times. Uh, I know, Mr. Temple. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Mr. Temple. It was a distinct pleasure, Miss Gleason. Now, both of you leave me alone. I'm busy. You had this coming, Wyman. Uh, you think I care about the job, don't you? But I don't. I only care that... Where is it? Where is what? What's the matter with you? The Van Gogh. The one I hung there. You? You hung that cheap print? 
What did you do with him? Where is it? What did you do with I it? I had it put in the basement. You destroyed it. You killed Vincent. You and people like you. You laugh. You won't understand what a great man is trying to say with his art. You killed Vincent. And now you want to kill me because I understand. But you can't. And you won't. I will kill you first. Martin! Samuel, come here, please. You killed him because you couldn't understand him. You killed him. Martin! Samuel! I will kill Get him you. Get him out of here. He's crazy. You Get him out. That's all there is to it, Mr. Stone. Mm -hmm. That's all, but uh, what happens now? How do you mean? Well, to Wyman. You call him a lunatic, you know, maybe he's not. Maybe he's just sick, but he can be cured by sympathy and understanding. Why don't you try those, Miss Gleason? I don't care to discuss it anymore. Uh, just a minute. You know what he does? No, and I care less. He paints. He, he paints? Yes, every night. <laughs> His room is filled with paintings he did because they made him feel good. Masterpiece. I don't know. I, I guess not, but that's not the point. What is the point, Mr. Stone? The point is he was lonely, and he made a world of his own, and he lived in it. He did those paintings because they were his only expression. They took him out of a bitter and unfeeling world that rushed past him too fast, too fast for him to share in it. And maybe he's right, Miss Gleason. Maybe we did kill men like Van Gogh because we didn't understand or didn't want to. Admit just once that you understand and like something different. You've set yourself apart. You're a curiosity. You're as mad as he is. <laughs> well, thank you, Miss Gleason. I think that's the nicest thing anyone ever said to me. Good night. Oh, sure, it did me a lot of good to tell Miss Gleason off. It did Alfred Wyman a lot of good, too, but not much. I had to go back to his rooming house to tell him that he was mad and the rest of us were sane. I went up the stairs, but when I knocked at his door... You're looking for Wyman? Yes, I am. He's here, isn't he? Not much, he ain't. I put him out. You what? Put him out. When? Oh, about an hour ago. You a friend of his? Yes, I am. Why did you put him out? I'll show you. Nearly burned down my house, he did. Look at this room. I I ain't going to get the smell out for days. He burned everything. Like as not, he'd have had us all roasted in our beds. If I didn't smell the stink this stuff was making. All of his brushes, his paints, his canvases. Why? Did he say Why? Mister, if you're a friend of his, you'll go after him with a rope. I asked you why he did this. Did he say? Sure, sure. He said it was a joke. That it was going to be a big joke. And then I chased him out. Joke? What did he mean? Could you understand what he meant? Yeah, it's two in the morning. Even if it wasn't, I couldn't make out what that loony was talking about. Which way did he go? Oh, up the street. He, he took something with him. Never mind that. Do you know where he might be? You know, uh, Miss Gleason? Gleason, yes. Why? Well, he might have gone to see her. Because he said the joke was going to be on her. I got to a telephone fast, found Miss Gleason's number, and called it. Miss Gleason? Yes? Who's that? Stone, Randy Stone. What? Mr. Stone, I 
like to know... Oh, just a moment. Listen to me. Are you all right? Beyond the fact that I'm rapidly growing to hate you, I am all right, yes. Now, will you please... Please listen to me. I can't find Wyman. Isn't that too bad? I'm trying to tell you he might be on his way to see you. See me? Why? I don't know, but if he shows up there... You, you... won't get past the clerk downstairs. I'll keep your door locked. I usually do. And I look under the bed. Please, Miss Gleason, this is serious, or it might be... Are you trying to say that ridiculous old fool will try to harm me? Yes. If you want it straight, yes. Did you hear me? I certainly did. And I think it's nonsense. Now I'm going to hang up. Miss Gleason... I'm going to hang up, but before I do, there's one more thing. Please make a determined effort to live your life without me. Goodbye. That click in the receiver was very final, and it made me feel a little foolish. After all, what could Alfred Wyman do? Killer? I didn't know, but what was his big joke, and when would it happen? At 3.30 in the morning, I gave up trying to find him. I went home, I fell asleep at 5.30, and I didn't wake up until after 11. And with daylight, it all seemed a little silly. But like the proverbial sore tooth, I had to bother him. I put in a call to Miss Gleason. She wasn't in her apartment. So I headed for the one place I hated to go to, the Bender Art Galleries. I had a funny feeling I'd learned something, something I didn't want to learn. There was a strange excitement there. People milled around, pushed together in little groups. I looked around for Miss Gleason. She wasn't there. And then I saw Charles, the night watchman. I went to him. Charles. Charles. Yes, sir? No. You're the man. Yes, that's right. Last night. Look, uh, where's Miss Gleason? Why? Where is she? Miss Gleason is... is in the basement. Where's Mr. Temple's office? Right there, sir. That door. Thank you. Of course, of course. We're doing all we can now to let you know. Well, goodbye. Uh, Mr. Temple. Yes? Oh, who are you? Randy Stone, Chicago Star. Well, there's nothing I can tell you now, so please wait outside with the other newspaper man. Why, what's happened? What's... Well, where were you? Well, where's Miss Gleason? Where is... Mr. Temple, I... Oh. You. Oh, Miss Gleason, I never thought I'd be glad to see you, but I am. Now, what the devil is going on, Miss Gleason? Did you... Yes. Did... The Willoughby painting was in the basement. Someone took it there. Well, in the basement? The Willoughby? Mr. Temple... Thank goodness it's been found. If it had been stolen, it... well, who on earth put it in the basement? If I tell you, will you tell me what's happened around here? Don't you know? Uh, what's happened? Well, we were to exhibit Willoughby's latest painting. But when I pulled aside the drapes... Well, just a moment. This was in its place. Instead of the Willoughby, this painting was hanging, unsigned. <laughs> Mr. Stone, you seem to know more about this than we do. Yes, I do. Mr. Temple, a man named Alfred Wyman, played a joke on you. He painted this. Wyman? Yeah. That miserable... Of course, he had a key. He could get in the back way before anyone... It was a joke on you, Miss Gleason. Willoughby in the basement... Where is he now? Where's Wyman? I don't know. I... Left word to call me in case he's located. But his painting... It's a harmless joke. A joke? Yes. He burned everything else he had. He left this for you. He... Oh, excuse me. Hello? What? Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, for you, Mr. Stone. Oh, thank you. Hello. Yeah? What? Oh, all right. Uh, thank you. What is it, Mr. Stone? That idiotic old man has made us a laughing stock with his jobbing. He's got to be confined. I wouldn't worry about that, Miss Gleason. He's dead. Dead? He killed himself. His body was found in the park this morning. Well, I'm... 
I'm sorry, of course. Yes, a bit of tears are running down your cheeks. I had no idea he... No, I, no, I guess not. Neither did I. Maybe you're not to blame, Miss Gleason. Maybe no one is. Maybe with just his way of protesting against the world, it gets a little smothering sometimes. If you don't mind, I'll go. I'll take this with me. Oh, uh, wait, Mr. Stone. Yeah. Well, why do you want that painting? Why? I don't know. Is it yours? No, I, I guess not, but it's... it's well, the then only please one. leave it. I never uh, wanted Wyman fired. Now everyone's going to blame me. I was only doing... Doing what you thought was right. Yeah, okay. Well, maybe you were. Let's forget it. Well, I, I can't, Mr. Stone. You see, it wasn't so much the disappearance of the Willoughby that disturbed me. It it was this painting. This painting? What about it? It's, it's great, Mr. Stone. Truly great. <laughs> Well, it was a big joke, all right, but on whom? Was it on Wyman himself? I think not. On us? Well, isn't it always? It's a joke that's been going on for years and years and will never stop. It's played a thousand times and we never learn to dodge the gag. We never see it coming. The joke that we never appreciate the sane people until it's too late. Copy, boy. just left? Boston Blackie, Myra. I want them to look at the diamond I'm buying tomorrow. Well, John, you shouldn't have done that. Why? Boston Blackie's a diamond expert. I want to be sure I'm getting the real thing before I pay for it. After all, I don't want to put $75,000 in a piece of glass. John, you shouldn't have let anyone know you have the diamond until you can put it in the vault. Oh, Boston Blackie can be trusted, Myra. Besides, I had this in my pocket all the time. Oh, please put that gun away, John. It scares me. <laughs> all right, dear. But don't worry about anything. Blackie's the only one in town who knows the diamond is here. I don't know why you trust him. I still wish you... Oh, that's probably Carolyn on the phone. Shall I tell her we'll join them for dinner tomorrow night? Yes, why not? Tell her we'd be glad to. And while you're talking, I'll make out a list of people I... I might turn this diamond over to. All right, dear. Hello? Hello, Myra. Yes, Carolyn. I was expecting you to call. Oh, sorry it had to be so late, but Frank and I just got back from the country. Well, how was it? Wonderful, Myra. Now, about tomorrow... <gasps> oh, my... Those were shots! John, dear, what's it? John! John, darling, what happened? What's the matter? Oh, John! John, what is it? What is it? John, you're hurt. He came in the door for the diamond. I shot him in the shoulder. I shot him first. Then he shot me. Who was it, John, was it Boston Blackie? Yes. It had to be. It's summer money time. Yes, it's summer money time. Come to Beneficial now. It's summer money time. Ooh. 
Right now, it's summer money time at Beneficial Finance Company. Get the cash you want for a wonderful vacation, to clean up leftover bills, or for any good reason. You'll find the service just a little faster, just a little friendlier. And you get this Beneficial Extra, your own international credit card. Good for cash wherever you go. Cash? Just say the word, you're the boss. At Beneficial, where it's summer money time. And now meet Dick Calmer as Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy. Friend to those who have no friends. Gee, Blackie, it's a good thing that bullet went clean through your shoulder. You'd have had to see a doc. Who did it to you, boss? Skip it, Johnny. Hey, don't pull the bandage that tight. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, boss. Here, this better? Uh, yeah, it's more like it. Johnny, you should have been a doctor. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll help you out with your shirt. No, I can do it, Johnny. Uh, there. That isn't too bad for an invalid, is it? Uh, uh, what, what tie you want to wear, boss? You pick it out. Okay. I'll get you that green one Miss Wesley gave you. That'll... That should be Inspector Faraday. Hey, you, you want to do a scrum all boss? No. Come in, Faraday. The door isn't locked. Well, good morning, Blackie. It was a good morning until you came along, Inspector. Pull up a straitjacket and make yourself at home. Very good, Blackie. How are you feeling? Fine. You'll be sorry to hear. Really? Say, so what's that pan of water for? Goldfish. I'm going to give them a bath. What's the towel there for? To dry them. You think I want my goldfish to catch cold? All right, Blackie. I'm taking you to headquarters for the murder of John Richards. Same old Faraday, same old routine. The only thing that changes is the corpse. And your apologies afterwards. You're not going to wisecrack your way out of this one, Frankie. I know you're at Richards' house. I know you stole a diamond from him. And I know he shot you before you shot him. Because Richards talked before he died. He told his wife he put a slug in his killer. Very interesting. Why did he hit you, Blackie? He didn't. Oh, well. I thought I could bluff you. Congratulations, Blackie. Mind if I pat you on the back? There. Oh, hey, that's my shoulder. Sure it is. And you jumped just now because you were shot in it last night. That gunshot wound in your shoulder is all the proof I need. Come on. All right. So I do have a bullet wound in my shoulder. But not because Richard shot me. Well, I suppose you shot yourself. As a matter of fact, I did. I was up at Charlie Kingston's apartment last night. I was cleaning one of his guns. It went off accidentally. That's a lie, Blackie. Now stop stalling and let's go. Look, Faraday, don't be a sap, will you? If I had killed John Richards, would I be here in my apartment where you could find me? Well, maybe not. But I'm going to check on that story about how you got shot. Go ahead. Kingston will back me up. Hey, he'd better. Or I'm going to back up a paddy wagon and tuck you to sleep in a cell. So long, Inspector. Yeah, but maybe not for long. Gee, Blackie, why did you tell me that? Tell you what, Shorty? That you got shot cleaning a gun at Charlie Kingston's. Because I don't lie to you, Shorty. Huh? Oh, well, gosh, Blackie, Inspector Friday's going to check with Kingston maybe right away. I know that. That's why I'm going to phone Charlie right away. Mabel, get me Trafalgar 19928, will you, like a good girl? I'll do it anyway you like, as long as I get the number. Oh, <laughs> I get it, Blackie. You're going to tell Charlie Kingston what to say, huh? Shorty, you're brilliant. I am? Hello? Uh, Charlie, this is Blackie. Listen, Inspector Faraday is on his way up to see you. What for? He's going to ask you how I got a bullet wound in my shoulder. Now, I want you to tell him I got it cleaning a gun in your apartment last night. Blackie, you, you went up here last night. How did you Thanks, Kingston. Blackie, don't hang up. Well, up. Blackie. Uh, who was that? I thought you were lying to me, Blackie. Blackie, uh, That's that? Inspector Faraday, Charlie. Never mind about the alibi now. Hang up. Uh, all right, but uh, call me back. You thought you could put a fast on it, Blackie. 
Faraday, you're getting positively brilliant. Where are you? Still in the building, pal. I thought you'd call Kingston to frame that phony alibi, so I cut in on your line from the switchboard down here. I'll see where you are, Blakey. Oh, sure, Inspector. I'm going up there to get you. And don't try to duck out on me, because I have two men right here in the lobby. Open up! Open up, Blakey! I'm coming, Inspector Faraday. Where's Blackie, Shorty? Blackie? Who's Blackie? Oh, fine. What's that trail of blood doing on the floor? What blood? I don't see no blood. It's going toward the kitchen and the back door, huh? Oh, is it? He can't get very far with that wound. I'll get him before he can reach the street. Hey, Blackie, you can come out of the closet now. Nice work, Shorty. <laughs> I, I didn't do nothing, boss. I, I just didn't tell him that was ketchup on the floor and not blood. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Faraday. I think I'd better go hide out at Mary's for a while, though. Uh-oh, now what? Now it's the telephone. I know that much. Hello? Blackie, this is Mary. Oh, Mary, I'm glad you called. You'll have to give me a hand. The police are after me. Blackie, you'll have to give me a hand. Meet me. I'll be in a cab at Washington Road and 45th Street. Because the police are after me, too. Have I kept you waiting long, Mary? 30 cents and three gray hairs worth, Blackie. There, wait a second. I want to close this window between the driver and us. Okay, but hurry. There. Now we can talk. Why are the police after you? First, let's hear why they're after you. Well, it's because of Mutsy here. Mutsy? Oh, that nice little pooch. Come up here, Mutsy. Oh, no, 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 Blackie. He better stay on the floor. What's Mutsy done? Turned a corner without holding out his tail? He bit a man last night. And he'd bitten people twice before I got him. The state law says if a dog bites people three times, it has to be destroyed. And, Blackie, I just can't let them do that to Mutsy. Do you know who put in the complaint uh, about being bitten? Yeah. man named Robert Washburn. He said Mutsy bit him last night. But, Blackie, wasn't Mutsy with you last night? For a while. I took him with me when I went to see John Richards. Wait a minute. I heard over the radio this morning that John Richards was murdered last night. That's why the police are looking for me. Oh, Blackie. Oh, Blackie is right. The police are looking for a guy with a bullet wound in his shoulder, and I'm the guy. Darling, you've been shot? Yes, but don't ask me how. Right after I got outside Richard's house, somebody slugged me. Well, was Mutsy with you then? Yes, and he's a fine watchdog. He watched all right. He watched me get hit over the head. When I came to, I found out I'd been shot in the shoulder. Yes, but how and who shot you? I don't know, unless I walked around in a daze after I was slugged. Actually did try to rob Richards and was shot then. Well, I guess I'd better worry about the dog myself. You have more of a problem than I have. Oh, no, we can't let Mutsy down. We'll go see this watchman and try to get him to withdraw the charge. Yes, but what do we do with Mutsy? I can't let a policeman see him. Oh, say, there's a dog show at the stadium. Take him down there and enter him. Nobody will think of looking there for him. Mutsy's a dog, isn't he? Well, to tell you the truth, Blackie, sometimes I'm not so sure. Yes? I'd like to see Robert Washburn, please. Who is calling? Miss Wesley and Boston Blackie. I'll see if he's in. It's about the dog that bit him. Oh, yes. Won't you come in? Thank you. Right this way. Was, um, was Mr. Washburn bitten badly, do you know? I couldn't say, miss. All I know is he was bitten. You know the dog? He's my dog. Oh, I'm sorry. You can see Mr. Washburn in the library. Here. Yes? The owner of that dog is here to see you, Mr. Washburn. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Have him come in. Go right in. Thanks. Go ahead, Mary. Thank you, Blackie. Oh, two of you. Um... Which one of you... Uh... It's, it's my dog, Mr. Washburn. Oh. 
Sorry I had to run in with him, Miss... Uh... Miss Wesley, Mary Wesley. And this is Boston Blackie. Oh, yes, yes, Boston Blackie. I've heard of you. We were wondering if you'd withdraw your charge against Miss Wesley's dog, Mr. Washburn. You see, the dog has bitten people twice before. If you won't withdraw the charge, the law of the state says he has to be destroyed. Oh, I'm awfully sorry. If I'd known that, I certainly wouldn't have complained. But I did get a rather nasty bite, as you can see by the size of the bandage, and I do use my right hand a lot. Oh, I'm so sorry about that, Mr. Washburn. I'm sorry, too, Miss Wesley, but I'm afraid the damage is done. The complaint went right to the police. If I'd only known... I'm afraid Mr. Washburn is right, Mary. There isn't anything he can do now. Well, I... I guess not. No hard feelings? None at all, Mr. Washburn. And we'll shake on that. Oh, good enough. Good enough. Well, goodbye. 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 Well, I guess that's that. Mary, did you notice when I shook hands with Washburn, he gave me his bandaged hand? So? So I squeezed it as hard as I could, and he didn't wince. That means Mutsy never bit him. Oh, but, but, but that doesn't make any sense. It may make a lot of sense if we can find out why Washburn wants Mutsy killed. Look, you go to the dog show, and I'll meet you there. I'm going to see Mrs. Richards and find out who might have been after her husband's diamond. Then maybe I'll know how I got shot and when I got shot and who shot me. Okay, kids, let's get ready to sing the nationwide auto insurance jingle. Hi. Hi. Uh, you're new around here, huh? Uh-huh. Say, uh... You know about this nationwide auto insurance we're singing about? I sure do. Mm, the best and not expensive. Oh, yeah? Nationwide auto insurance gives you all the coverage you need. But, huh? Oh, nationwide doesn't cut insurance at real low cost. No kidding. Mm. So good, over two and a quarter million by nationwide. Hey, you know a lot about it. Oh, I should. I'm a vice president with a company. And you're doing the jingle? Well, I just can't resist singing. Nationwide auto insurance, your best buy. And now, back to Boston Blackie. Boston Blackie has been shot in the shoulder. How, he doesn't know. What's more, Mary Wesley has a problem, too. Her dog, Mutsy, is in trouble with the law for biting a man who it is discovered later has not been bitten. Unable to find the answer to either of these two puzzling problems, Blackie has sent Mary to hide Mutsy at the dog show and has gone to see Mrs. John Richards, wife of a man killed and robbed of a valuable diamond last night. As we continue our story, Blackie is at the door of the Richards' home. Speak to Mrs. Richards, please. Oh, I'm sorry. She's not seeing anyone. Tell her Boston Blackie is here. In fact, tell her the two of us are here, me and this gun. Oh. It's all right if I come in now, isn't it? Oh, please. Yes. Yes, of course. That's better. Where's Mrs. Richards? She's in the den. There. Thanks. And you stay right over there. Don't move and don't scream. You won't be hurt. Now stay way over there and be quiet. How dare you open the door? In case you don't know me, Mrs. Richards, I'm Boston Blackie. What do you want? I didn't want to ask you a few questions, but I think they're already answered. That's a very lovely diamond you have in your hand, Mrs. Richards. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yes, you do. I got a glimpse of it. 
Open your hand. No, 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 please don't come near me. Then I'll, I'll just have to Wait. do it myself. There. That's better. Drop that gun, Blackie. Drop it. Faraday. Okay. Happy now, Faraday? You don't know how happy. Oh, Inspector Faraday, I'm so glad you got here when you did. This is the man who killed my husband. I know it, Mrs. Richards. And now he has the nerve to come here and, and try to sell me my husband's diamond. You see? He has it in his hand. Faraday, I can explain everything now. Blackie, see, this was... I knew the day would come and I really had you cold. And this is it. I'll take that diamond. I'll have one of my men take you. Down to headquarters. Well, where's your sense of humor, Blackie? No joke about the electric chair? Sure, very funny joke about the electric chair, Inspector. It's killing me. Well, I made it here, Mary, but I had to slip out of a pair of handcuffs and away from one of Faraday's cops who was taking me to headquarters. How's the dog show, Mary? I don't know, Blackie. I haven't had a chance to see it. Well, they ought to let you see it. You have a dog in it, don't you? That's just it. They wouldn't let Mutsy in. I hid him in a trash basket. But, Blackie, I found out something about Mr. Washington. The reason he knew he could have Mutsy killed is that the doorman at my apartment house told him Mutsy had already bitten two people. Well, that explains plenty. Come on, let's get Mutsy and take him with us. Where are we going now? Well, I went to see our friend Mrs. Richards, and that charming lady turned out to have the diamond she reported stolen from her husband. You don't suppose Mrs. Richards killed her husband, do you? I don't know. Her husband had that diamond on approval only. It wasn't paid for yet. She may have tried to steal it from him and had to kill him when she was caught. It's worth a lot of money, you know. Well, here's where Mutsy's hidden. Uh, reach down on the papers, will you, and you'll find it. Okay. Yeah, I have them. Now, check out, Mutsy. Oh, what a sweet puppy not a bark out of you. And Mr. Washburn said you missed him. What do you expect, Mary? Don't you know a biting dog never barks? Blackie, you haven't said a word for five minutes. Can't you talk while you drive? Oh, sure I can, but I'm thinking about what a crazy mess this is, Mary. Yeah, it is strange, everything about it. Will you sit still, Mutsy, and stop jumping around? I wish this case would hold still for a minute. First, I get hit on the head by someone I didn't ever see. Then I wake up with a bullet hole in my shoulder, and then someone wants your dog killed when he did absolutely nothing. Yes, and let's not forget Mrs. Richards turning up with a diamond supposedly stolen. I'm hoping to clear that little matter up right now. Richards' house is just a few blocks away. Mutsy! Hey, Mutsy, come back here! Mutsy, jumped out of the window! Yeah, I saw him. I'd like to stop him. Mutsy, he's running down that other road. We can catch him. Mutsy! Let's not catch him, Mary. Let's follow him. Follow him? What? I won't know why until Mutsy gets where he's going. And then maybe I'll get somewhere on this case myself. Mutsy went into the woods right here, Blackie. And there he is. Look, he's digging. I hope he hasn't been reading those phony stories about buried treasure. Blackie, he is digging. Mutsy, what are you digging for? Oh, don't make him stop to answer that. Now he's doing all right. Look. Look, he's pulling something out of that hole. Well, I'll be a... Mary, it's a man's jacket. Here, Mutsy. Here, Mutsy boy, give it to me. Nice boy, Mutsy. Nice boy. And maybe nice going. Oh, Blackie, there's blood on it. And a bullet hole in the left shoulder. In just about the same spot I was shot. Let's see what else. Hmm. No labels or identification on this jacket anywhere. Should have expected that. But wait, here's something in the sleeve. Looks like a dry cleaner's tag. Yes, it is. What good is that to us, Blackie? 
The police are the only ones who can trace cleaners' marks without going all over town. I know, but Faraday can use his files and find whose mark this is in 30 minutes. And, Mary, this is one time I'm going to be glad to let Faraday take me to the cleaners. Come in. I've been waiting for you to get back to the office, Inspector Faraday. Any trace of Blanky yet? No. But a half hour ago, a boy brought this package, a note. A note says... Here, read it. This will give you absolute proof that Boston Blanky killed John Richards. What's in the package? A bloodstained jacket with a bullet hole in the left shoulder. Only identification is a cleaner's tag. Well, take the cleanest tag to the files and check it. I already did, Inspector. It's from the Johnson Taylor Shop, 1157 West Main Street. Okay, Ella. Thanks. Now, if anyone's looking for me for the next hour, I'll be at the Johnson Taylor Shop pressing my case against Boston Blackie. Must be it. Johnson Cleaners, 1157 West Main. Don't move, Faraday. I have a gun in your back. Blackie, where did you come from? I've been following you all the way from headquarters. Thanks for finding the cleaners for me. Without your help, it would have taken me weeks. Smart guy, aren't you? You'll be behind bars by morning. Maybe, but I'm behind this gun right now. You'll come inside the cleaners with me, and I'm doing the talking. Understand? Okay. Okay. All right, go on. Go inside and behave yourself. So help me, Blackie, I'll... I'll... I'm doing the talking, pal, remember? Something I can do for you, gentlemen? Uh, Yes, there is, Mr. Johnson. I'm Inspector Faraday of the police. uh, Oh, the police. Yes? And this is my assistant, plainclothesman Jones. Is that right, Jones? Yes. Say yes, sir, Jones. Hey, yes, sir. Johnson, we've traced a possible murder clue to your store here. To this jacket. Isn't that right, Jones? Yes. Yes what? Yes, sir. Why, uh, yes, that jacket was cleaned by us. I remember it now. I I can check on who brought it in, but I'll have to look in my book. Well, look fast. We don't have much time. Uh, It's right, right over here. Yes, yes. Ah, yes, here it is. The address is 915 Brookville Road. The name? Uh, Robert Washburn. I've given you my gun. Now, let me go to Washburn's with you. So you can mess things up there? Not a chance, Blackie. Mess things up? I'm the only one who can straighten them now. Now, look. I know the whole story now. Yeah. Tell it to me sometime when I can't sleep. Faraday, get this. Washburn slugged me as I was leaving Richard's house last night. Then he tried to rob Richard's, only Richard's didn't want to be robbed and shot first. Uh, Who did he shoot? Himself? He's dead, remember? He shot Washburn, and then Washburn shot and killed him. He didn't wait to grab the diamond he came for. He just scrammed. Leaving the diamond, right? Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. That's how Mrs. Richards happened to have it. Yeah. It wasn't paid for yet, so she thought she'd just keep it and report it stolen. Well, that's not important, though. Tell me what is. The fact that Washburn came out of the house, found me unconscious, and fired a bullet into my shoulder. Just in case Richards had lived long enough to say he had shot his murderer. Only Washburn didn't figure on Mutsy. Yeah. Whoever he is. He's a dog, and he was with me last night. Chances are he followed Richards when he went out to bury that jacket Mr. Johnson just identified. Richards must have tried to kill the dog then, but couldn't and so decided on having the state do the job for him. In other words, I'm supposed to find a bullet wound in Washburn. That's right. Okay, but I'm going up there alone. Now, you wait in your apartment with two of my men. And if Washburn isn't wounded, 
Believe me, your pride is going to be. Golly, Blackie, shouldn't the inspector have seen Mr. Washburn by now? I should think so. He said he'd call as soon as he finished with him. Oh, I wonder if your theory's right. It has to be right, and Faraday has to find that bullet wound in Washburn's shoulder. I'm sure of it. Oh, maybe this is the inspector. I hope so. Hello? Ricky, this is Faraday. Well, shall I tell you, police guard, you can go home now? No. What's the matter? Can't you find Washburn? I found Washburn, all right. Maybe his hand is bandaged, but there's not a mark on him, much less a bullet wound. Now, Blackie... Uh, uh, wait a minute, Faraday. Is the man you saw short, fat, and a little bald? Yeah. Butler took me in to see him. Oh, you dope. You didn't talk to Washburn. You saw his butler. Washburn switched with him. Grab the guy pretending to be the butler, and you'll have Washburn, bullet wound and all. Hey, you kidding. Is the butler tall, dark, with a mustache? Yeah. Grab him. That's Washburn. I'll hold the phone. Oh, okay. Blackie. For a minute, I was too scared to breathe. I wasn't exactly relaxed myself. Golly, lucky I remember that butler. Faraday's visit would have, would have tipped Washburn. He was wise to him. And he'd skipped. But, Blackie, what if Washburn doesn't have a bullet wound either? Oh, you would think of that. Do you want me to pack a few things for you? <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> the state is very nice about providing clothing. Hello? Hello? Hello, Blackie. Blackie, this is Faraday. Well? I grabbed the butler. Well? It was Washburn, all right. I grabbed him fast, and he talked fast. He had a bullet wound in his shoulder. It happened just the way you said it did. I'm sorry, Blackie. Sorry, Faraday? About what? Sorry it wasn't you. I really had all the evidence I needed. Yes, I know, Faraday, but don't forget, as usual, it was all wrong. Goodbye, Inspector. Oh, Blackie, I'm so happy. Think I'm not? Mutsy, Mutsy, don't scratch the floor like that, please. <laughs> I think he's trying to dig for something again, Mary. Last time he dug, he got a bone as his reward. Well, stop digging, Mutsy, and I'll buy you a steak. Oh. Good boy, Mutsy. We'll make it a big steak. Oh, not that big, Blackie. Steak is awfully expensive. Yes, but after what he's done for us, we're going to see that tonight Mutsy is one dog who is going to put on the dog. That's the case closed for this week. Hope you enjoyed it. You can find more from Boston Blackie, Nightbeat, past episodes of Case Closed, all the other podcasts, our shoutcast stream, and everything else Relic Radio at the website, relicradio.com. While you're there, click on that donate button so we can keep bringing this show to you and all the shows every week. Thanks again to those who have. Thanks for joining me today. Be back next Wednesday with another hour of Case Closed. Case Closed.